Welcome back to Talkaholic Studios and the third episode of our Boss BIPOC series. This is Iman. And this is Razia. This series on our channel features interviews with people of color in our community who are doing big, amazing things and that we'd love to learn more about. So today we'd like to meet Manal Ali. Hello, Manal. Hello. Hi is a graphic designer and illustrator based in Toronto, Ontario. She's been working in graphic design roles for about seven years and has been freelancing in illustration, design, multimedia, and community projects for a long time. Her future aspirations include becoming an animator. She loves Avatar The Last Airbender, cosplays frequently as her favorite characters, and was also the genius creator behind the Gingerbread Mosque and most recently Gingerbread Tuk Tuk, which the mosque is available to download online, by the way. And she's also just recently launched her print site, so you can get your art prints over at inprint.com. We'll definitely drop the link below and it'll be somewhere on this screen. Um, but welcome and all! <laughs> Hello, Sonicrom! Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on with us. Um, we're gonna get into a fun little segment. We're gonna start with um, our 10 questions that uh, is part of our series. We ask our guests 10 questions to get to know them better. The idea is that Manal, you answer on your gut response. So like within the seconds of us asking it. But it's gonna be fire, a rapid fire run. You got this. Good. Listen, I just went and had a dentist appointment. My, the side of my mouth is completely numb. So if I'm slurring, I'm really sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it makes it more fun, if any. Uh, alrighty, so your first question is, uh, what's the best quality someone can have? Respect, mutual, um, I guess, mute, like the want for communicating i suppose that's what it is it's like the the instinct to be like i want to make clear communication with another person for me that means just being respectful Love it. Nice. all right what's your greatest fear oh, drowning <laughs> i'm so scared of low oxygen situations <laughs> valid, valid yeah. we agree um, who's your role model uh and it can be living or dead there's so many I want to always put my mom first, though, because that woman is, like, next level. I cry like this. She'll go through a million things and be like, what are we doing next? Let's go. <laughs> I want to learn how to do that. So. Amazing. Definitely. All right. So fill in the blank. My greatest goal in life is... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to be part of the movement that's bringing Muslims into... A positive limelight in in media spaces nice yeah. um what's the best advice you've heard or been receiving oh oh my god so uh know when it's finished and don't worry about if it's perfect Oof. that's i like it advice. oh my god Definitely. oh my god yeah like, where do you feel the happiest my cats <laughs> oh. i 100 percent agree with that you might also <laughs> a cat by the way I do have oh, a cat. Hey. What's hey. your cat's name? Her name's Luna. Oh, I love yeah, that name. Yours. Very Sailor Moon vibes. Yeah. <laughs> what about yours? Uh, Koji and Gibbs. Uh, they were both named by my brothers for very silly reasons, which I can get into it later. <laughs> I'm going to remember that one. What do you dislike the most in a person? Condescension? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the best way to show love? Ooh, 
Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I, I was watching the other episodes being like, people answered some good answers. Well, here I am being like, I don't know. I want to say it comes, I feel like it comes back to communication. Knowing what a person wants, I guess. That doesn't mean you have to read their mind, but just ask them like, Sometimes I'm like, I want space, and that's how you can show me love, by leaving me alone. And sometimes you're like, I just want someone to listen to what I have to say. <laughs> so asking, maybe that's what it is. What is your greatest flaw and strength? Mm. I get very lost in the pursuit of... I, I feel like it comes back to the perfection advice of like just wanting to be the best at everything all the time and like that's so it's so silly because it's not possible um so you said the flaw and the strength mm -hmm. it can be a double-edged sword can i use it as this as an answer for yeah. <laughs> for both yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it becomes a fatal flaw when you don't know boundaries um and it can be a really good strength because i know that i do my best the things that i care about definitely and then your last question if you were not yourself who would you be in in what context is this a multiverse question? Is it like a true <laughs> comics fan would only ask that question? Um, I'll say uh, just just in regular life, like right now, if you like you know, gun point to your head, <laughs> if you were not yourself, who would you be right now? Maybe my dad. It was kind of random, but I feel like I've inherited a lot of things from him, and I, it would be nice to understand his sense of responsibility and like he's very very skilled but also very like timely like he I, I always joke that if he was not whatever like profession he's in now he would have been military because he's mm. so like like this needs to get done I'm gonna get it done right now I'm gonna like fix this I'm gonna fix that I'm gonna make sure all my kids are taken care of I'm gonna make sure my family's taken care of like oh yeah I, mean, I, I hope that I can embody more of that you, you did it, Mana. You got through the 10 questions. <laughs> she survived. <laughs> that was great. I do want to start because I know that's, I know Iman has a top of mind. I want to know the story about your cats. Yes, definitely tell oh. me. <laughs> okay, so this is where I need to know my boundaries because sometimes I talk about them for too long. But very quickly, <laughs> their names, Koji is a very large, very large cat. He's also very, um, serendipitous in a way like he I, there was a year a full year where I was looking at like different shelters and stuff because I really really wanted a cat I've always had pets growing up and so like maybe spent like five years without a pet which was weird for me I was like I really want an animal in the house let's go like let's just get our animal and so like I was going to shelters and visiting cats and I was like I don't feel like any of these cats are like speaking to me like they're not my friend or whatever so I just gave up I was like it's okay like we'll figure it out one day and then a random day my mom starts like shouting I can hear from the kitchen she's like there's a cat in the house and I was like I was like what just happened like she usually would leave the door open of the kitchen when she's cooking so like smoke and stuff would just go outside she saw a flash of a cat running from the kitchen to the basement and then we were like oh that's weird like let's go check our neighbors have a cat he sometimes comes and we're like probably neighbor's cat whatever got on their basement we check everywhere it's no cat to be found we're like oh maybe he left already he must have come in and left no big deal Close the door. Eight hours later, we hear a meow. And, like, I come downstairs and Koji's right there. Like, he's just a big, chunky, like, tan and white cat, terrified out of his mind, standing in the middle of our living room. We're like, how did he get here? The doors are all closed. But it turned out he was, like, scared and in our basement for eight hours straight. It was also wintertime, so he's probably cold and looking for a warm place to go. Um, 
and we were like, oh my God, like what just happened here? And he, he darted out and ran away. And then sort of over the span of the next like week or so, he kept coming back and forth and I fed him and he got comfortable. So we took him to like the shelter to get him scanned for a microchip. We put up posters where like someone must have lost their cat. Like nobody claimed him. Or like one lady did say that she, like he looks like her cat. She came over and I don't think it was the same cat, unfortunately. We took him to the vet and they were just like, just get him vaccinated and dewormed and he's yours. And I was like, Okay, I don't think he, I think he's the perfect cat. I feel like I was looking for him, and maybe I was like he was looking for me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. So so cool. You definitely have to send pictures so we can put them up, like yeah, on the screen. Talking, we're gonna do like a whole montage and like yeah, a little JPEG of him like moving around in like a fake basement. I love it. We'll do the whole thing. So down for that. I love it. And he he got named Koji by my brothers. We're all struggling to come up with a name. But um, they were like, he's so huge, we should call him Godzilla. And I was like, no, that's horrible. And then they were like, let's call him like the Japanese version of it, which is, I, I can't pronounce it, but it's like Kojira or something. And then we were like, let's just call him Koji for simple simplicity's sake. And then, you know. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Um, the other one is Gibbs. His is very simple. My parents were watching a lot of NCIS. If you watch NCIS, there's a special agent, something Gibbs in that. And we were like, we just want a short one syllable word for, for like a crazy kitten like him. And he's how, did, how did you get Gibbs? <laughs> oh, he was uh, one of my, oh, one of a friend of a friend found a stray cat who had babies. And so she had kittens that were looking for families. And we were like, let's, let's take one. Because she really needed to get them to different homes. She was also, she had like two kids. 12 like seven kittens in her house and she's like can't do this anymore so we're like sure we'll take one out of your hands yeah oh that's nice i love hearing how people get their cats because most of the time it's a pretty crazy story like for some reason <laughs> acquiring cats is like a struggle <laughs> it's true it's how did you get luna like i so i one of like i, I knew someone who whose cats had babies and oh. she was giving away the kittens and it's funny because like uh, as opposed to you, my family, we didn't do pets. Like, we didn't do pets growing up, except I had birds. Um, and that was, like, my only chance. And then, like, once the birds died, it was, like, that was that. Um, but I've been wanting a cat forever. And then when I heard of these kittens, I was like, that's it. We're getting cats. Um, and I, like, begged. I was like, I begged my mom. I was like, listen, they're free. It's a kitten. Like, one kitten. What are you going to, you know, it's cute. Like, so I finally convinced her, and we went to go get her. Um, and she was just trouble from the start. She did not want to leave. I mean, rightfully so. She doesn't want to be taken from her mother. Um, but she, like, the, the owner handed her to me. And, like, I've never handled a kitten before. So she handed her to me, and Luna freaked out, obviously. Jumped out of my hands, ran under their couch. <laughs> and then they had to get her out of the couch. So, basically, she was traumatized, okay? She was traumatized. I felt so bad but we put her in the carrier finally i brought her home and like i don't know about you but like up leading up to getting this cat like i was obsessively on youtube like how to take care of a kitten like what to do when they you know i was that person mm -hmm. um so i brought her home and they they say to like leave them in a smaller area for them to get like get used to your surroundings like close them off kind of thing so like i closed her off in our kitchen in the basement because <laughs> that was the only place i could think of and then when i opened the carrier she came out and I was like, oh, a kitten. And she immediately, <laughs> ran. I don't know how she scanned the area so quickly, immediately ran under a dishwasher. No. And I was like, <laughs> you see. So we pull out the dishwasher 
she's not there so apparently we had a hole so like our dishwasher was those ones where like go into under the sink um so there was a hole in under the sink in like the wall that went under the sink behind like the cabinet wall and so like there was nowhere no way to access it it was like completely boarded there was no way to access it so she was in there because she was scared and it was a small space and she didn't come out for like i want to say like eight to ten hours no like, way i was like luna and she was like obviously not responding because she doesn't know that <laughs> um <laughs> And, like, left out food for her, and, like, she would just meow, and I felt so bad. I was like, there's no way I just got this cat, and, like, I killed her. Like, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's gonna be over. Um, But eventually, I guess she, like, was like, okay, I probably should come out. Like, this is not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So she came out, like, at 11 p.m. I think she ran in there, like, I don't know, 1 or 2 p.m. Came out, and then, but it was the cutest thing, because she finally came out, and then she fell asleep on me, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> and that was six years ago, and now she's a fat um, cat, happy cat. So, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most like. I don't know. It's like the biggest compliment when a cat trusts you enough to like sleep on you. That I, nothing, nothing goes. Okay, I traumatized her. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it it, it happens. Get, I don't. <laughs> They're crazy. I've never felt yeah. more outside of the circle <laughs> like the greatest right. amount of FOMO in my fucking life than just right now <laughs> so my parents, my parents hate animals <laughs> and I've never been able to get a cat even though I want one so bad yeah you're welcome yeah. to sorry yes it took me a long time like I had to convince I had to beg yeah and then even then I was shocked it happened but yeah it'll get one, one day yeah, we'll make a whole a whole fucking episode about that when that happens. Rosie gets a cat. We'll invite you, Manal, for that one. Just so you can celebrate. I love that. I want to celebrate that so bad. Sometimes you just got to do it. Don't ask permission. And the parents fall in love with them harder than they ever expect. And they're like, I heard my dad. Like, my dad didn't want one. Yeah, yeah, no, my dad didn't want one. And I, like, maybe, like, a couple months after I heard him, like, baby talking one of them. I was like, a book? <laughs> Welcome to come over and like hang out with Koji and Gibbs anytime. They're all yours. Okay. Um, so I need to probably give context, like how usually the people we've had on to Boss by Pucks before in the past um, is that we we've known our guests somehow. So Iman has known Hanan. Both of us have known him all for a while, and I know Manal uh, through Mist, which was like this lovely um, interscholastic tournament competition thing that. A lot of Muslim students in the GTA did uh, in high school, uh, but I've known her since and like followed her online journey. And uh, she's an artist, so I 1,000% was paying attention <laughs> and I'm, like in awe of her work ever since. And her growth has been crazy oh. since she started. So um, we were curious to ask, and of course you're on the podcast. We want to know what what do you enjoy the most about being an artist? Because your journey, I mean, you've been dedicated for it so for so long. Like, where's that passion coming from? Oh my gosh. Oh, I don't even, sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I do this, like throw it up the window and like go into real estate or something. But um, (laughs) this is, it's a struggle. It's struggle city, like being in the arts period, like I think for anybody and like for being um, like a person of color in the arts is like Muslim girls too, particularly I feel like it's so hard, but there, I keep bringing up communication because it's something that I feel personally that I'm not best at with language 
But when it comes to art, I feel like at the very least I can communicate something Mm -hmm. a little bit better than if I was to say it. Sometimes it's not even a matter of like finding the word. Sometimes I'm just like, I just don't want to say that out loud. It's making me cringe or whatever. But like I can draw it and I don't feel so bad about it. But I feel like the biggest thing with art and with graphic design too is finding ways to make communication accessible. Like, I feel like that's a really, really important part. And part of accessibility, I think, should be interest as well, where, like, sometimes there are accessible things, but there might not be very, I don't know, you might not, like, enjoy, you're just like, oh, well, this is a document, or someone who's, maybe might be a lecture, and all those things are very, very substantially amazing. I just like the aspect of art that colors it in a way that makes you sort of drawn to it. So Mm. I just want to be you know, Pokemon theme song, be the very best that no one ever was type of thing. But like, I don't need to be, I don't need to be that person, but I want to be part of whoever contributes to the largeness of whatever is happening. Now you can see the sort of emergence of a lot of Muslim people, particularly in, in arts and stuff that I think that's what motivated me to continue on. Um, but also just enjoy it. It's fun. It's like you get to get to level up with skills and visually see it which is which is a ni- nice part about about art that I don't really see in like a lot of other things when it, like when I even when I do try to improve skills I'm like I can actually see that I'm getting better at like doing this one thing and like that's very motivational so like maybe also I kind of like the I like that I like that not a lot of people are in it sometimes it feels like a nice to kick off or I talked to this one sorry this is getting very long this answer but I was talking to a friend (laughs) I was talking to this friend he's also a Muslim guy who's in music and we both really like sort of take I don't know like dipping your toes in the water learning about industries and also trying to help other people to also join because I know it's not a very common thing for a lot of for a lot of people yet but I know it will be like it's it's as generations of like our, you know, our parents being immigrants or ourselves being immigrants, I think like as those generations progress, it's going to inshallah get more and more common. So hopefully just it's better and better from here. Yeah, definitely. And like I, I, your point about progress is so true because there's not a lot of times where you can see, like you can physically go back and be like, oh, wow. Like you can see that how you progress and and so how like how did you get to this point did you find that you always had like an affinity for arts or was it something that came to you like that you found an interest in later on how was that like process of of finding your place in the arts i just really liked movies growing up i wanted to be an animator i didn't know what an animator was i just knew that i liked drawing characters and this and that and since i was young um i was always like enrolled in art classes and stuff i did GCSE O-levels in the Middle East with like a fine arts course and stuff and I did well in it and I think having that mentorship of like my art teacher Mr. Atkins who I really miss him sometimes he was very encouraging he's like you're talented and you could do it and like you could do more and more and like I found progress in being in in those spaces with people that were encouraging or or even competitive I had this like person in my class who was just so talented she was such a talented girl and everyone would be like Manal and Snedge or like let like you know neck and neck when it comes to like doing their art and I was like no Snedge why be better <laughs> so um I, I feel like I'm forgetting the question but like you're at, were you asking about like why I stuck to it or what what kept or like me? yeah just like your process of of making that decision of like this is what I'm going to do oh you know what 
that one probably became because of mist actually hmm. it was it was mist that prompted the need for our team to have like this flag so we wanted an emblem of some kind and my teacher was like well you're an artist right and i was like i think so he's like you're gonna make a logo for our flag and i was like i don't know how to use photoshop and like i cried for two nights straight trying to understand photoshop and make this one logo and i made it it was fine it was pretty ugly but like whatever like you make progress right and you're like this is amazing i'm like magnum opus like this is great so i learned that from him like not from him so much but because of his push um and then because of mist i kept volunteering to do like graphic design with them and i learned that illustration and design tie in pretty well and i think sometimes when you're able to do both they overlap really beautifully so thanks to mist like i kept volunteering with them and like doing work with them and then i went on to like other organizations and built up a portfolio so yeah i would say mist and ifs were like huge contributors to Forcing, forcing me to stay in this, in a way. That's awesome. No, it's insane. It's it's crazy because, like, I mean, I even look back to, like, my experience at Mess and the same thing of, like, I was just going to ask you what what did you think what your your turn, turning point was for, like, having confidence in, like, making art? Because that, that, was, that was my thing, um, was that, you, like, you can love doing art, you can love doing art for yourself, but there's, like, something that usually happens that you're like, oh, I don't just enjoy this, like, I'm good at this. Like, there's that level of, like, confidence that you're like wait I actually don't feel okay. bad about sharing my work to other people anymore <laughs> like yeah um, which, yes. which is is a huge jump right making shit for yourself and then showing it to others is like uh, a huge jump for most um artists but and it's crazy too because like Iman or Manal and I actually shared like a hotel room in Detroit for for this I remember <laughs> I think back and I'm like that was so long ago but also not really <laughs> Yeah, not really. It feels like it could have happened a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think of how long ago high school was. So Ugh, yeah, I don't want to. Let's not. Let's not, take, let's not take this discussion there. I'm gonna have to get midlife crisis moment right now. Um, but your point about mentorship is such a huge thing. Um, and like, I think about that too with myself. I'm sure Iman has like moments in her life where she could think about teachers or even friends who have given her like that push. Um, that mm -hmm. someone having belief in you is a is a huge thing as an artist. Is there something that you would say to an artist right now who might be watching or um, like something you might say to your younger self as like a piece of mentorship that you'd be like, you know, actually maybe here's something that you should be focusing on. This is gonna, you know, get you places. Um, like something um, you wish you knew. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Now we have the online space. So I always wanna encourage people just like, Put your work up and it's i know it's scary and i know it, sometimes you feel like oh my, my work is not that great like who, no one's going to care about it maybe five people will care about it but those five people would, might turn out to be extremely important in your life so it doesn't have to be posting online but share your work share your work with family friends show them what you're doing people love to see that kind of thing i love it now sometimes my cousins will message me who I haven't spoken to in years and be like no i'll be look i drew this thing I'll be like you're an artist like you this is your life goal <laughs> like this is your path dude and they're like i'm actually i'm doing math they're like okay sorry <laughs> so definitely show show it to people share it with people i need like whether or not you want to do it as a career whether you want to do it as a hobby like have fun with it like don't get too lost i get really lost in the pursuit of foundations like yeah I want to be like, I want to do more animation stuff. So I'm like, I have to study all my anatomy and my gestures and my figure drawing and like all these things I have to be amazing at it before I can even, you know, put together like a concept piece. And that's true to only an extent, but like a big part of it is just making sure you're enjoying what you're doing because you're going to make good work if you're enjoying it. 
that's why fan art is the best. And anytime someone makes a piece of fan art, I'm like, you loved that, and now I love it too. <laughs> Actual facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely yeah it's so important that you you like what you're doing because if you're you know if something is stressing you out you're te you'll tend to avoid it and i feel like that's a, a lot of us that's what we experience right like we want to do something but like the stress or the pressure of like not doing it well um or you know no one liking it or even someone like verbally disliking your work like all that combined like it compounds on you to like just ignore it and leave it and i'll do it later and then it never happened so yeah definitely so important oh yeah yeah as soon as you get that little burst of like motivation and like oh it's so exciting like i just thought of something that i could make i feel like you got to capitalize on that because it doesn't stay for for too long I just want to say also as a passing note, like Razia's work, mashallah, like I've seen similarly yeah. the progression and I remember seeing there was one point where there was this like jump in your work and I was like, she's enjoying herself, like she's having fun and they look like dope. You had colors and you had like amazing shapes going on and you were exploring different ways to like do character designs and I was just like vibing, I was just watching, I was like, oh, so cute. You're such a singer, I appreciate that. <laughs> No, th okay, this is like, we'll edit in a moment of like segment where me, Manal and Razi talk to each other exclusively and Iman watches. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> because I was just going to say, I remember the point where, uh, do you remember Miss had that auction at one point and like did that art auction with, it was like very small, a few people pitched in their art pieces and it was like a, a bit of a silent auction. Anyways, they did that to like raise money for Miss. This was years ago, like I barely remember it too. But mm -hmm. um that was like one of the times that I pitched, or I gave in one of my bigger pieces. Uh, and it was like the first time I did like an acrylic painting of that size. And I was there, I remember you were there, but we didn't really know each other at that point. And then like fast forward to like after the whole Detroit trip, uh, I think I posted it online after it had sold and like way after the whole thing happened. And you're like, that was you. You like messaged me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this, this is you the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's so good to like get noticed. I appreciate it. I love like when that. things I don't like that happen. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You know what? To that, I'm gonna also put in a little piece of advice. Um, say nice things about other people's art publicly oh. because oh, yeah. because it, it is crazy how far it'll push someone. I know even the tiniest comment I'll get some. I don't know if this is narcissism or vanity or whatever, but sometimes someone will be like, that's so cool, I want to buy a print of that. And I'm like, I guess I'm setting up a print shop because one person said they might buy a print of something. Like, it pushes you, it really does. So definitely say nice things about people's art. Even big time artists who are like, they seem unreachable. Sometimes I'll post comments on like people who like I idolize for a lot but like you know just like look up to and be like i want to be like that person i'll just leave a comment like oh my god that's the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life and like <laughs> most of the time they're not going to see it but the times that they do like i don't know it just feels like a nice thing to do someone else 100 percent, yeah especially for like it doesn't i don't care who it's from like honestly just leave the comment with the heart eyes emoji and i'm good for the day like <laughs> you got me. yeah i don't think it's vanity i think we all need encouragement yeah, I think yeah. that's normal. It's a human. It's just being human. <laughs> right. Stop saying that. I'm like, if I, if I focus so much on the comments on my artwork, I'm not going to make good artwork. I just it's like removed Instagram notifications for two years just so I would stop looking at it, but <laughs> it happens. Yeah, no, for sure. So when, when you think back to like all the work that you've ever done and like your process of becoming an artist and everything you put out there, 
do you have like a favorite? I know it's hard because I feel like you've probably done so much, but is there a favorite piece that you've ever done? Yeah, I have one. It's because it's it was based on one of my favorite books, which is The City of Brass, and um, just like low key, I've wanted to do an entire concept development project based around this book. And so it's actually right here. No. It's like this one that I did. Yes. Um, while look at how look how cute that is. That's so oh, they're romantic as hell. Like oh, <laughs> it was just my first time where I poured my entire everything into a piece with so much dedication I didn't care about what was going to come of it like I, I didn't care about who was going to see it so much as I cared about being true to the book and being true to the characters and like representing the way that I envisioned the book when I was reading it and I, all I wanted was to like show these two characters in the moment that they were in and I was like oh this is it. but like since then I haven't managed to do the same like level of like investment in a piece and all I want now this year like that's my goal is like churn out a couple of more things similar to this I'm using the same book I'm like rereading it over and over again like, for like inspiration and stuff I love that that's City of Brass by S.A. Chakrabarty if anyone wants to read it Fantastic yeah I've actually been, I've heard about it and I've been I've been it's on my list it's on my list to read <laughs> awesome. is that is that something that you continually do of like for sources of inspiration or like references do you do you typically go to like literature or movies or just like something that you revisit because I feel like every artist has their own niche right of like oh like poetry really speaks to me or like I'll take a line and then base you know base a whole landscape on it like is there something that's like that for you yeah it's it's um usually particular people that whose work kind of inspires sometimes it's just like I like seeing interesting folks on the street like they can they sometimes will like create just like oh there's a whole story like I can go a story about this person and like draw them um but most of the time it's it's yeah I think it's narratives probably that I like if I if I find myself getting lost in them that's very very encouraging because I don't know about you guys like I don't know if, did both did both of you read a lot growing up yeah oh yeah do you so find yourself you still do? Okay, yeah. that's good. I was going to ask, do you find it difficult to read nowadays or, or no? For me, yeah. Yeah, time-wise, yes, but I don't I don't find it difficult in the sense that, like, I still can get lost in a book. Yes. I, I For me, it's, I, I was, I did an English major, so I, I had four years where I was, like, uh, so into books, and then it's almost like the, the fatigue, like the aftermath is what I'm going through right now. Um, and it forces you to focus, right? Like reading is like the most, you can't, it's not like binge watching where you kind of shut your mind off. You have to like actively sit there and breathe. Mm -hmm. I find it tough. Exactly. And Iman, I'm so happy to hear that you're still able to like get yeah. lost in a book because I'm, I'm, I'm finding it just so difficult for that to happen nowadays. So when it does, it's really, really precious. Cause yeah. like before I would just be like, you know, I feel like a lot of bookworms when you're young, like you, like you lose weeks in books and it's great and it's great but like now it's just like the it's exactly like you were saying Razi. i did media studies and political science it's mm. like very reading heavy a lot of like just like four years of non-stop and it being sort of a for like a source of stress so i think only yeah. a few years ago is when i finally like rediscovered that oh i actually still love to read it was great so yeah when when i do find something that i get lost in i'm 100 inspired to like do art of that like right away i don't always which is the worst part, and like that's I should have done it when I felt yeah. like it. Like now I don't feel like it anymore. But... Yeah. yeah, and I guess like if you think about all, so it, all, 
like all the things that inspire you or all the work that you've seen, is there anything that's kind of like your dream project that you kind of like aspire to? Like this is this is it this is for me. Like this is what I want to do. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> it's like I don't know why I get so embarrassed saying them out loud. They're so outlandish. <laughs> but I, I will say it. <laughs> I know people are like manifest and say it out loud. I'm like, hell no, no one's allowed to know. <laughs> but for real, like I, I would I well, well, speaking of City of Brass, um, Netflix actually bought like they they bought the the rights for it. I think so. Okay. I don't know what's in store for Netflix. What they're planning on doing with it. My dream is to one of my dreams is to be like a concept artist with that project in, in alignment with whatever they're planning on doing with it. That's why I'm trying to like put together this like roster of like pieces that are informed by the books. But we'll see. But like my ultimate ultimate dream, I think, is to start like a studio like I want to start a big time yeah like a big studio for film for animation for like all kinds of productions and, and really really focus on I mean for everybody but really focus on Muslim stories particularly I think a lot of people want to do this and I like that before I used to be like my dream and like I hate when other people have this dream too but like now <laughs> I like, look at it I'm like I hope a lot of us have this dream because we could collaborate and do something like way bigger than what like my single mind could probably dream up mm -hmm. or, like think of i'm just very bad at the business side of things i'm very like i feel very entrepreneurial sometimes like i have all these ideas and i think they could all function but just when it comes when the numbers get in there <laughs> i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> like there's accounting involved like forget this <laughs> no amazing and yeah that, that's what that's what collaboration is for <laughs> you exactly. just have business people <laughs> to make your dreams you make your ideas come to life <laughs> Yvonne bringing you back to the educational point guys remember <laughs> collaboration is key um, <laughs> um but it's crazy that you said manifest it because I, I was joking with uh Iman like when we were kind of thinking about what we should talk about and I was like we should probably we should just make Iman tweet out right now because you know like with the <laughs> With the with the Twitter campaign of like it'll have like Megan the Stallion saying like I want a sold out concert and it was like from twenty sixteen and it's a picture of her. So I was like, yeah. we need to get Manal to like say what her dream project is and then like <laughs> tweet it so like, fucking <laughs> I can't lie, I would trust both of you hundred percent to actually like I feel like if if in collaboration with you both, if we were to do that, I feel like it would actually happen. Like if I did it alone, I wouldn't feel that way. But there's, some, there's something about A, like doing something together, which is much nicer. And plus just whatever both of you are doing right now with like, I feel like the stamina to, to consistently put out really good work like you're doing with the podcast, but also your individual works that you're doing is, is very tough. And so I'm very inspired seeing people like yourselves, like do things with consistency and with stamina and like putting together a big body of work that is very, like it's, it's quality work. Plus you're, you know, creating networks with, all these creators around you, like you're a powerhouse to me. Oh, so cute. Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, yeah, but thank like, you. God, I'm like flushed now. I'm gonna take a minute. <laughs> I mean it, I mean it. It's it's really, really cool. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll either we'll wait for <laughs> that Twitter post to go live or we'll do it on our account. Screen cap, it'll be here. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, South Hogs podcast Done. exclusive. It was announced here. Yeah, you heard it here. We were the first to know. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll be like, I owe all my all of this <laughs> to, to these Your two Oscar people. Will come back to us. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be at home. Like, yes, we, we did it, Iman. <laughs> <laughs> 
inshallah. I pray. I, mean, I hope that that's the case for all of us and all of our individual dreams as well. No. Yeah. Amazing. But this was so lovely. Manal, give us your socials. Where can people find you? If this is the first time they're hearing about you and you think you're cool and amazing, which they should, um, where can they find you on social media? Um, everywhere. I am should be should be known as Manal S. Ali. There's sometimes two dots between each. So Instagram is Manal S. Ali. In print is Manal S. Ali. Every, um, where else am I on? I will not link my Twitter because that's hot mess. And <laughs> um, my website is manalsle.com, which is probably where it's easy. It's the easiest way to find all the rest of the good stuff. Cool. We'll put all those links cool. in the bio and it'll be yeah. here wherever what side of the video. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, Manal. We really enjoyed having you. This was, pro- yeah, this was such a great conversation. We started with cats. We talked about art. It was a great time. We hope everybody listening in and watching also had a great time. And definitely check out Manal's work. Yeah. Definitely go support. Okay, it's one thing to you know check out the work, go support her and buy a print. Yes. Okay, yeah, guys, <laughs> put the money down. Come on, don't just watch her content. Do something about it. Yeah, especially the five friends of ours who watch this pod- podcast, Mizma. Yeah, yeah. All of our friends are right now. Coast Guard right now. Those five people, I love (laughs) y'all. Thank you, Manal. We hope you guys enjoyed. Definitely uh, make sure to check out our socials at Talkaholic Pod. I can't remember. (laughs) We'll link it. Well, it'll be somewhere. Not not me forgetting our own our own (laughs) socials. (laughs) We'll link it. Check us out Instagram and Twitter, um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and soundcloud oh damn okay we're around here we're around amazing thank you so much for having me i was very honored when when you messaged and asked me to be part of it so thank you no i I, honestly it was like one of the first people i thought of to have on the podcast so i'm glad that you were available in in here like we've been me and razia have been talking and we've all been like okay we need to we need to contact manal we need to contact eventually come on razia (laughs) just fucking shoot the fucking shot already Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right, right, guys. Uh, Until next time, we will talk to you later. Bye.